0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Market Crunch, powered by James, the AI investing app. Of course, this is the number one place to get your breaking news, trading ideas, and Tui and I's bold predictions on the market, which, of course, my favorite segment, which we'll get to very shortly. Today's date is the 7th of June, 2021, and joining me in my Sydney studio is Tui, my co-host. How are you going this evening? I'm good, Addy. How are you? I'm going very well, and I'm looking forward to getting into uh, this week. Now, before we get started into our uh, some of the breaking news uh, and the market news, we're just going to do our disclaimer like we do every week. And of course, the views and opinions expressed here are those of the participants and do do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of James and James related entities. Any content provided by our guests, participants, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. The information given is general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and where appropriate, seek professional advice from a financial advisor. Now, Tui, I guess uh, a really interesting week. We saw the resurgence of sort of the speculative meme stocks. Um, So, really interesting, and we'll get into that, I guess, later on. But let's start off on the local front. The ASX 200 up 1.5% toy. It's pretty significant gains for the week, uh, you know, even though it was relatively flat from Monday to Thursday. Yeah,
1: the markets have been pretty uninteresting at the moment, I think, Um, especially in the US and, and Australia. We actually pumped out an article today in James just saying how flat Mm. cycle is but the ASX was at 1.5 as you said Mm. Um, that was pushed mainly by the miners of course at the start of the week but then obviously the big four banks took over and that's where the lift came as the iron ore price dropped and so did the mining so you had a bit of backwards and forwards in different segments Mm. of the ASX um, but again, you know, the ASX just continues to perform. So we're now up over the 7,300 mark. It's
0: quite a substantial level. So remember, when we were talking about 7,000 being a significant yeah. factor. Now it's at 7,300, 7, and we're not even batting an eyelid. It's just kind of normal. So I think that's uh, significant to see the strength of the ASX uh, on, on the domestic front, at least. Yeah. Um, and going on to sort of the next. I mean, the NASDAQ uh, was down for the week until it rallied about 1.2% on Friday. So. You know, you've got to sort of take that into account as well. But I guess, you know, it's just sort of what we're looking at at the moment is this, you know, where are markets going? There's lots of uh, different information uh, with, you know, we've got, you know, on the Australian front, we're looking at, you know, stimulus Mm. looking to cut back. And then, you know, internationally, it's the opposite story. So it's a little bit of a mixed match of stories on the, on the. in in share markets and especially in global share markets. So, look, it's something that we'll be watching the performance of uh, very briefly. But again, I guess that growth to value is still kind of occurring. What are your sort of thoughts there?
1: Uh, I think now I'm sort of talking about that a bit later that you can sort of see a transition back to growth. But, you know, one thing that was really evident uh, was obviously in the US with Powell's speech, she just reaffirmed uh, the Fed's position, that the easy money is going to continue. Absolutely. They're not going to turn the tap off. I think they're buying over $100 billion of bonds a week.
0: Substantial. A week.
1: Um, oh I don't goodness. think they're backing that off anytime soon. And um, I think markets have been sort of having bets that the Fed is going to back down. Yeah. But she just reaffirmed until uh, the unemployment rate gets below five. Yeah, well, four, substantial. Um, and they have full employment. She's going to keep the taps running. And... We don't really blame that position, you know, because mm. the U.S. Uh, were were undershooting, um, obviously, inflation last year. Mm. Um, the same thing with Australia. So, you know, there's a bit of leeway to run the economy hot for a period of time. Mm. Um, you know, as long as those long-term averages of inflation are between that two and three percent target, mm. uh, which is what we need. So, um, it's I different.
0: Think, it's it's interesting to see uh, Yellen and uh, and Powell's sort of yeah. uh, responses there. So, I guess we'll be. I'm monitoring that and I guess it does impact markets because, of course, if uh, one of them says that we're not easing, uh, then there's a totally different story and (laughs) markets will swing. Um, Of course, I I think, um, you know, on the uh, domestic front, the ASX, for example, you know, we've got a relatively, well, quotation marks, strong uh, economy, so it seems. Uh, but we have, sort of have talked about the uh, the vaccine as well. What are your sort of thoughts here? With the, in Melbourne, we've had a lockdown. Is this going to sort of and it's, it's been extended? Is this going to impact markets significantly, or is it sort of something just to sort of look over?
1: Um, well, at the moment, the market's pretty much shrugging shrugging that off locally. Mm. Um, but you know, we're into the second week, and even today they had nine new cases locally uh, yeah. transmitted. So I think that's still quite worrying. But Unfortunately, the Victorian approach is to shut down the whole state instead of being localised. It's localized. aggressive. Um, and I think that if that continues, I do think that will actually start
0: playing into markets probably end mm. of this week. Well, it's the second, second largest state, economically speaking, mm. in, uh, in Australia. So, you know, it, it, it is a significant impact and, you know, we, we have got to watch it. You know, and I'm sure more innovative strategies will come you know as soon as they can but they need to arrive sooner and we do talk about COVID a bit too much on this show Uh, of course it is important to markets but yeah I guess um, something to keep an eye on and how it impacts markets in the next um, you know I guess I would say 30 days is going to be uh, paramount to sort of what what happens on with the ASX 200 an example yeah but yeah no look I think it's uh, something that needs to be handled shortly otherwise of course even New South Wales, we put under threat, um, you know, and other sort of the other states as well. So something to sort of keep in mind and with a little... I think investors are having a little bit of, uh, I guess, foreshadowing a potential outbreak. But as for now, I guess the, uh, the walls hold strong, uh, so to speak, or holding the fort, but... Uh, you know i i think it's uh, interesting to see the um the two perform quite well compared to sort of the other indexes and i think that's um something that we you know probably should look at uh, as well but i, I think guess.
1: it i think it was good as well we had the um Tech stocks actually fire back as well yeah. this week.
0: I mean, Afterpay was um, you know, performing quite well, and even, yeah. even just today alone is up 2%. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's good to see some resurgence there from our tech darlings, so to speak, that <laughs> aren't going to be our tech darlings much longer. But um, yeah, very interesting to sort of see that, especially as we talk about tech and the mining stocks and the banking stocks going back and forth. It's like a constant tug of war. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see some tech resurgence, of course. But um, I'll probably just add before we sort of finish
1: on that note, mm. um, looking at James AI as well. Absolutely. Uh, we are starting to see
0: James drop the value stock. So yeah. he's now starting to close those positions. Tell me about the Ford uh, position. There was a fantastic uh, a sort of a trade that James had placed on uh, Ford uh, in the US market. Do you want to sort of discuss that? Um, I can't remember what it was. Was so, it 27? Yeah, so it was 20.8% return return. um, on Ford and it was a sort of a nine-day hold on the New York Stock Exchange. So that's really, really interesting to see those figures. And of course, uh, for our clients on the James platform, we provide uh, some of that information. But yeah, really interesting to see that, um, you know, the ability for James to go, we're opening a, you know, a position in a a value stock and then closing it uh, relatively early. Um, So, you know, I, I guess it's something to keep an eye out on as you sort of suggest that. Yeah, definitely James is maybe exiting those Yeah, positions. I was
1: probably more referring to some of the longer holds. The longer So ones. we've had a couple of like 60, 70-day holds mm, now that yes. we're starting to see James release. Okay. Um, so... Cash them in now, so closing, taking profits. Um, obviously, there's been some earnings data,s which James has capitalised really on really absolutely. well the last couple of weeks. And Ford is one. I think we had another eight day hold for 19% there. Yes,
0: there, there was another one that sort of James has sort of been looking at. But I, I guess yes, the short term ones are nice. Yeah, but it's probably better to look at uh, some of the longer term ones. My apologies for sort of uh, jumping the gun. But you're absolutely right. There, there have been some trades that have been you know that you know 40 to 60 days. Mm. James is open for maybe a a longer term strategy and then closed. You know, I I think it is again, it's really interesting to sort of see. Uh, the, the AI definitely have this transition now yeah. um, and, you know, looking at potential some of the more growth that, uh, in the market.
1: And that's the great thing about the James AI because it runs multiple strategies. So mm, it's absolutely. obviously getting the long-term effect of the value or long-term result of the value stocks, but also it's able to capture those, you know, short, sharp rises from yeah, earnings calls, getting, getting in early and just getting out after the call. So it allows you to sort of get the best of both worlds. It's that active strategy. management that just yeah.
0: shines through. And, uh, you know, of course, you can read more uh, online at jamesapp dot com. I strongly encourage that. But yeah, so really interesting. Are we sort of wrapping up our, our market news? There is there anything you'd like to add particularly or No,
1: just um as I said at the, at the beginning, you know, everything's just a little bit quiet at the moment. Uh it's a little bit vanilla yeah. in the market. Uh well hopefully we get some news coming out soon or you know, I I always think it's quiet when everyone starts banging on about inflation again. Oh at yeah
0: the moment. Especially, we, yeah, we we go on about that, you know it, you know, historically, yeah. on the average, we're doing pretty good for inflation. We need some inflation, yeah. uh, you know, but, yeah, you absolutely right. It just right. seems
1: to be the go-to thing, thing that media just jump on when there's not much in the news yeah. cycle.
0: <laughs> but, I, I mean, look, it's, uh, there, there have been some fantastic breaking news um, stories that we're going to get into, actually. And I'm quite excited for this, especially... Uh, some of the, the what I was hinting about with some of, some of the mean stocks, or what, as you like to say, mem stocks, which I tell you it's uh, it's not pronounced that way. But we'll get on first to Cleanaway. Um, now, Cleanaway too, I was sort of reading about this. The uh, Financial Review actually posted uh, a bit of news on this. You know, they've been doing some fantastic acquisitions um, across. Uh, you know, really investing heavily into artificial intelligence and other tech spaces. But one of the things that not many people are talking about is CleanAway's transition into an Uber-based system, or as they're calling it, uh, where clients or customers can actually schedule, uh, you know, pickups uh, for, for garbage delivery and, and a sort of garbage pickup, sorry, uh, disposal and other things like that. I think it's really interesting and quite an innovative approach that I actually don't think is given enough love. Uh, I think it's something to definitely uh, look at as, a, as a, a bit of a, what, not boring company, but a bit of a value company that's taking a bit of a, a tech approach. I think it's uh, reasonably innovative. What's, this, what's your thoughts here on this sort of play from Cleanaway? I don't really find it that innovative. Really, you don't? No. You don't reckon? Why I not? Think it's just
1: a glorified <laughs> booking system. <laughs> really? Uh, um, I don't think they're. I don't think they're really doing anything new there um, in regards to the the concept of it. So I, I think
0: it's like uh, the, the reality of you know, the pricing, you know, how Uber's got, you know, this different pricing of distance and having that to automatically calculate and potentially having some kind of software that, you know, is pretty easy to use. I mean, yeah, you're right. It does sound a bit like a glorified booking system, but look, I think they've got Microsoft working on it, uh, of course, which I, you know, probably is going to create a very sophisticated product. So it's just going to make it cost ten times more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but it, it will be interesting, I think, to sort of watch that space. But I, I think, I think it's actually good to see. Um, look, I guess innovation is always good, exactly. technology-wise.
1: Um, you know, there's they sort of it. It does seem a bit hypey. I'll a bit be hypey, with you. yeah. No um, you know a lot of these th- concepts are not new and um, you know all companies are trying to optimize you know absolutely their, their processes and you know that they've written here that um, you know scheduling recycling pickups on not wet days so the the car because the cardboard gets heavier when it's wet. Absolutely. Well, it's just part of being efficient, right? Yeah. Don't don't pick up cardboard on wet days like that makes a bit of common sense, right? But you know, and you, there's plenty of foreca- weather forecasting tools out Absolutely. there. So I'm probably just being a bit um negative, but yeah. I'm just uh, you know I, I'm a not tech, it any. Life, I'm I'm a tech person, right? Yeah. And so um, it, it's not innovative to me, but I can probably see in that sector um. It's good. Like, I, I love what they're doing in the recycling side. Absolutely. And, um, the technologies that they've done there and, you know, how they can, you know, recycle pretty much everything now. Definitely. They can create energy. Um, so I think that's all pretty exciting. Um, but this this whole thing is, it's you know, this stuff's always good. A bit um, of a publicity stunt, you reckon? Yeah. In. Okay. Yeah, but... You know, at least um, at least we're innovating as a country, right? The worst thing could be obviously coming out of COVID, and we're not spending any money. Yeah, exactly. To keep advancing as society, so um, you know, kudos for um, keeping investing in it. And
0: um, but yeah, um, I guess something better. to yeah, definitely something to I guess have a look at. But uh, you know, just good to see that. Yeah, with sort of a stock like that, and. Uh, on the ASX. It's quite large, really, you know, are looking at almost $6 billion. Yeah. So, you know, it is substantial, but yeah, I like, uh, definitely... Well,
1: a huge amount of consolidation been going on in the industry. Like, yeah, it seems to be like an M&A transaction a d- every couple of months. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and I can see here on the article that... Uh, was it these guys who just took some contracts of Suez? Yeah, Australia?
0: 500 million
1: acquisition. Yeah, yeah so they took their assets off them as well. So Suez is quite a big company in Europe. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's so a bit of consolidation, I think.
0: Yes, yeah, so always is, is just for our viewers, is uh, our or well, listeners, sorry, is uh, sort of uh, I guess pioneer in, in some of the artificial intelligence. It's got some sort of assets in Sydney yep. as well, and again will help in their sort of a quest for technology uh, with recycling uh, as sort of what Cleanaway strives to do. But look, an interesting story, uh, uh, nonetheless. Uh, will it impact markets that much? Not really. The next story, though, will it impact I- impact markets? I think yes, although we're going to get into this. Uh, we're going to talk about AMC, uh, which is uh, one of the very uh, interesting and cult uh, stocks at the moment that's uh, just, it's just a little bit uh, nuts. Now, we sort of briefly discussed this. Now, of course, um, AMC is, you know basically been on a roller coaster. It was up 100% at one stage uh, in one day uh, last week, and you know, you've got to look at it. I think it's 3,000%. Uh, uh, in the last year in returns, uh, which is bonkers yeah. when you think about that. And uh, you know now with AMC, they're doing uh, you know, lots of other schemes. They're, they're rewarding the people who have speculated and pumped the stock price. They're giving them free movie tickets. They've actually created a system to it. They've created a system where they can track new retail investors to, to the business yeah. and s- contact them to offer them free popcorn, free sessions to movies, other sort of exclusive VIP kind of if you're an equity. It doesn't matter how much you have, yeah. how much holding. Um, they're sort of doing these little uh, bonus things, which is just nuts. This is the next level, uh, you know, with this sort of, um, I guess, this meme stock uh, runaway. But, you know, I mean, look, when, when a stock has these movements, uh, you know, it's quite substantial. But what's sort of your thoughts here? Is, is it all just fluff um, or is there some substance here?
1: Uh, I I think this is definitely a a, a trend that's going to
0: continue. And I actually think it's... it's, You said that back in in GameStop uh, days, back in January, you you were saying that definitely you were saying that, you know, it's not just a fad. We'll probably see this for a little bit. And, you know, it's going to hurt. I think it's going to be part of the markets
1: moving forward because, again, we've got to remember the last three to four years, you know, with Robinhoods, IG and all these, there's been a huge flurry of retail investors into the market. Especially with Coke. It's 160, 70, 80% growth in some countries. Um, And it's just natural that they're going to come together and start buying stocks together. Like, (laughs) you know, we probably (laughs) couldn't do it 25 years ago because there wasn't the tools, but we've got social media now. Exactly. Um, We've got ways that we can sort of find like-minded people in this uh, share trading and work together.
0: But you know what's an insane statistic, uh, Tui, is that on the the day that the stock price jumped 100% uh, last week, yeah, twice the shares on issue were traded so you've got to think about that which is just nuts you know when you're trading twice the amount of shares on issue for the total stock Mm. going from investor to investor investor it's you know it's unprecedented this kind of levels of of movements and the other thing as well is there's just sort of attacks on this um, institutional side yeah um, hedge funds have got an estimated over five billion dollars of losses on AMC um, you know again we're echoing the themes of this sort of game stock and over 19% of the overall AMC uh, stock was shorted it was short sold um, and you know there's sort of even reports of AMC telling investors or these retail investors about uh, the short position and it you know comes into question mm. you know now companies are, you know, the whole point of short selling is to keep companies honest, keep them reporting honestly, yeah. make sure everything, you know, that, you know, we, we have a system that requires, um, you know, everyone to sort of do due diligence, but it also requires, um, you know, the accountants to be, you know, credible. You know, they have to have, follow the system, up, you know, upload with sort of, I guess, ethics, the correct information. And that's the whole point of short selling is to keep companies being, you know, I guess valid. And now that you have companies saying, oh, we'll disclose our short position, we'll tell investors what's going on, you can come in and get rid of these short sellers very quickly. Oh, to me, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's getting to a, no, a new level that we just we can't even estimate. Um, but you know, the other thing, too, the VIX, the volatility index didn't really increase, it actually decreased mm. 5% on the day. Uh, what's sort of your thoughts there? Again, so we had a significant increase in volatility in the day. What do you think? Is this going to have a, an increase or an effect on the volatility of the broader market?
1: Uh, I don't know what volatility index was that the, oh, VIX? the VIX on US VIX. Um, you, you don't know, like they might not even be taking into account mm. this stuff. I don't haven't looked into it because I'm surprised that the VIX hasn't increased mm. on the back of this. Absolutely, because um, it's quite a lot of volume being traded compared to the rest of the market. Yeah, um, but I think. It's it's funny that you said before that you know the short sellers are there to keep the market honest. <laughs> the market honest. Um, but you know, there's always people on the wrong side of a short sell, yeah. right? That believe, you know you got the activist short sellers and things that
0: Bill they, Ackman,
1: yeah, they, uh, with uh, what is it Herbalife, yeah.
0: Did you know about that? that? That story was pure
1: activist. But they go and like put these um, arguments together to short sell mm. that. Uh, that are disputed oh. by companies, right? But the people mm. who hold those shares are on that s- side as well. So there's sort of an argument here for both sides. Like, mm. you know, you've, I've been on, on the wrong end of a short seller mm. as well, right? When I've disagreed with the report coming out. So, mm. you know, this is just revenge really <laughs> yes. to the short seller. But <laughs> uh, the thing that's amazing to me is these mem, meme, meme, meme. Meme, it's stocks. not mem, it's meme. Sorry, oh, meme. Me. Um, Why are they even getting going anywhere near these companies?
0: Well, the, like, the, what, the investors, retail investors? Yeah.
1: No, no, not retail investors, like the hedge funds and things. like Why would you bother? I
0: just don't know because, well, look, they're greedy to it. Look, they they know, see this they, opportunity and they just go for it. AMC, GameStop. But they're, they're looking at Black the fundamentals bearing. and they're going to the fund... Yeah, the fundamentals don't add up. So, of course, you're going to short I know, it. I but, but
1: they, these stocks are just like... They're not <laughs> trading against any fundamentals. Not, Absolutely. Like The things that decide if you're going to go short or long are not... They're not, in, like, they're not part of this process. So yeah. I just don't know why hedge funds would put exposure and put a short on this at the moment. AMC, GameStock, BlackBerry. Absolutely. You know, there's thousands of stocks out there. You know, refocus your strategy and find other stocks to short.
0: Yeah, so the, another one was Beyond Meat um, the or BYND yeah. on the NASDAQ, uh, which, again, had pretty terrible financial results. Uh, well, not terrible, but as in the stock was overvalued. Um, and again, the same thing, yeah. um, sort of some of the retail investors came on in support and went against hedge funds. So, you know, again, I think it's, yeah, I understand that, yeah, these sort of companies, BlackBerry, AMC, um, you know, GameStop, you know, yeah, they're going to be the pinnacle of uh, this, you know, pump and dump kind of, you know, strategy. Yeah. But I think it's also going to other companies now. Um, you know, where they can sort of have that uh, backing from the retail investors. And then, you know, the the moment there's a whiff of short selling, uh, substantial short selling, there is uh, sort of a direct action taken from the other side of the market. And I think that will constantly be this strategy, at least for the next little while that we see that, you know, sort of going, you know, because people, people see that it's worked. yeah, Short squeezes work. And so, and you know.
1: Hedge funds will be sort of getting using this as a strategy as well. There's no doubt that they're they're getting a hold on the upswing because, you know, how do you get that sort of volume going, right? You still need some big funds to trade that sort of share volume. So it's not just retail investors. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, I just think, you know, for an example, at James, they don't trade these meme stocks that aren't on the James (laughs) platform. (laughs) Um, And it's just one of those things that, you know, it's good to sit and watch, but I wouldn't want to be amongst their trading. AMC. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Even as a retail investor, like you know, they're pretty big swings to go up 100 percent in one day, drop, then finish 18 percent down. Um, <laughs> that is seat of your pants watching the watching the charts right all yeah, day. <laughs> uh,
0: so you need some yeah yeah quite the stomach for that exactly. Uh, and
1: yeah. you know here uh, the analysts are pricing AMC at five dollars eleven share
0: but that's it's ten times that amount $62.55 yeah. at
1: the peak it finished at $35 I, I, on that yeah day.
0: exactly exactly it's uh, it's, ludicrous. Pretty, it's pretty
1: crazy right but you know what it's a strategy just like everyone has their own trading strategies yeah. James has a strategy equity funds have a strategy everyone has different strategies right so yeah. this is just another strategy I suppose
0: uh, look it would be interesting to see how it impacts the uh, broader market but I guess for our uh, listeners no real impact to the VIX or the volatility index so you know you know I think the markets are sort of expecting this uh, kind of thing to occur Um, you know you know whether there's a a major difference in uh, some of of the the volume of trading um, you know well look this is sort of just gonna become something that we have to uh, factor in especially fund managers have to factor in this so look I applaud what's going on, but it's just nuts when you really think of, when you think about the numbers. Just crazy, but I guess yeah, what's going to be next? Who knows? Yeah, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that and sort of how it impacts the broader market. I guess lastly, Tui, uh, uh, sort of on our breaking news, we're going to go into a, a sector that we haven't really given much love. It's because it's a bit old-fashioned, but it's getting a bit of a, a shake-up with sort of technology. It's agriculture. Now, I guess it's really important. Uh, to discuss uh, in this sort of time period, especially in Australia, there's uh, some shortages uh, with some of the sort of the um, agricultural products. What are some of your thoughts here of agricultural uh, sort of investment and it becoming a bit of an agri-tech superpower in Australia? What's of your, your play here?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I think it's really good time to get in there as, as all the, you know, on this article and AFR reporting, mm. uh, we've just come out of a huge drought, mm. um, you know, where this this year it's forecasted to export sixty six billion dollars. Yeah, of, substantial. Um agricultural products. So that's significant. Um it's bigger than the travel industry then. Um oh, wow. So yeah, and I think it's um it's a really strong space, uh space sector mm. for Australia. So you know, obviously mining and agriculture are the two big things that we're good at. Mm. Um, so I think Australia should be leading the way mm. as well. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we did. Um, you know, and there, there is an opportunity here for us to have a competitive advantage mm. um, globally on that stage. And I'd like to see on the tech side, especially, you know, more support from government, because I yeah. think that we can be really innovative in that space. Absolutely. And, and we are, like, we are, I think we're going quite well with the lack of funding that we have yeah um, definitely. it's good though um, i'm seeing a couple of ag tech funds start mm. so i saw a 35 million dollar one got raised the other day oh wow uh, and there's a couple of big ones out there but uh, and i'm saying big ones about 50 mil so they're yeah. still quite small the comparable substantial, to, though when
0: you're looking at uh yeah a startup technology or innovative technology that's just getting started that, yeah. those are substantial funds that can definitely make an impact, especially to our farmers looking at this sort of technology. I think it's, like, yeah, it's, it is substantial, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, the headwind is obviously China. Yeah. So China's obviously a big massive headwind. Uh, importer of our goods. Mm. Um, we've seen them clamp down on, vin- on wine industry, yeah. barley, lobsters, um, seafood. So the key to Australia being successful here is diversification, mm. which I know that the government's sort of working on as well. Um, but there's a lot to like about the sector as I said I think it's a big opportunity for entrepreneurs to come into that space Mm. and and innovate and you know there's some really cool stuff coming out now like drones that are automated now that go out and test the soil uh, make adjustments to the soil um, on each plant and they just go along yeah Um, I think that's all pretty cool so I think it's an exciting space Um, it is especially in Australia yeah um, and I think we can lead the way and I'm actually looking forward to see what we sort of come out with in the next next few years. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a space I'm looking at yeah. personally as well.
0: For sure. I, it is It is really interesting to sort of, you know, it's such an old-fashioned uh, sector, but, the, you yeah. know, it, it has to have technological advances. Uh, artificial intelligence is paramount as well in this sort of space. Yeah. And it will change uh, sort of the efficiency and, of course, with efficiency of crops and, and whatnot, that, that there's substantial uh, benefits to the consumer yeah. um, and to the, uh, the broader economy as well. So, look, a space that we'll be uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, but yeah, definitely good to see some, uh, some more news, more news coverage as well mm. about this space and sort of how technology is sort of coming in. Uh, yeah, definitely something to, I guess, uh, have a look at in the next uh, few months or years ahead. But going into our bold predictions, uh, I guess we'll get into now, I'm really excited to talk about mine this week. Yep. I think this is a, uh, is a huge space. Uh, You're gonna, gonna go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I'm, I'm jumping the <laughs> gun, but I, I'm definitely gonna go first. I'll be holding back. So I'm actually gonna be talking about, uh, and you know, <laughs> mind the, uh, I guess the uh, the quoculism essentially. But I'm gonna be talking about cannabis stocks. Now, this is a, a space that's been quite subject to, uh, I guess, uh, ridicule in the last little while. But it is a brilliant space uh, to have a look at right now, and the reason for that is. Uh, last week on Tuesday, Amazon, um, which is an incredibly strict business with its workers, actually came out and it came in support of the MORE Act. And the MORE Act is the decriminalization of, um, of, of cannabis. So in the US, that is, federally. And that's really substantial because this, this is a company that drug tests you, alcohol tests you before you even get in the factory. And then, of course, they've got way over the top practices but that 's another story but the whole point is them coming on board and they 've also moved into the healthcare sector just recently uh, we talked about that on the show uh, a few sort of weeks back this is it 's very a pivotal moment to have the backing you know of a group that could potentially lobby or provide support in uh, that can you know bring this sort of legislation to life now this legislation uh, decriminalization that is is supported by Biden, but it's the uh, recreational use that isn't as supported by Biden as such and (laughs) probably something that, uh, well, looking a little bit not as certain, right? So the bold prediction for me is I'm looking at uh, cannabis in the US federally to have legislation to it will be recreationally available. I'd be sort of looking at mid-2022 as a a very good estimate for these companies. And, you know, there's sort of, you know, companies across... That James even covers on uh, on, you know, on the platform that we sort of look at with cannabis stocks, um, but you know it's it is a love. It's a sort of it's a sector that yes, it's had love, but you know cannabis growth, which is one of the largest uh, cannabis stocks, is actually down 12% for year to date, uh, which is really interesting to sort of when you look at the news that's come around, you would think there'd be fantastic drivers uh, for growth in this space. Um, So I think uh, they're not, they're not giving it, I don't think the market's giving uh, this space enough love. And I think cannabis stocks, well, they're not, no longer just, uh, I don't know what, a bit of fun. I actually think there's a, there's a lot of good tailwinds now that back them up going into 2022 um, that I think we should definitely um, keep our eyes on and and have a look at this space. Is it a pump, pump, pump? I think it's a pump, pump, pump. I'm I'm pumping the, uh, the cannabis stocks (laughs) indeed. Um, Yeah, look. I just, uh, again, I think this is a, a very progressive government you've got in the US. They're looking at, you know, they've had blitzes in renewable energies. Now they're looking at other things like uh, another sector, which is going to be cannabis and the opioid crisis. This is a brilliant space to is look it, at. Is it legalised in Canada yet? Um, I, I actually don't know. I'd have to research that. Because Canada but has all the main... I'm pretty sure that medicinal... The big, big, the big medicinal, there. Medic- yeah, medicinal. yeah. Canopy Growth, for example, is yeah. a Canadian is listed on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Um, or sorry, Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, But, you know, that is sort of another thing as well. You have these producers coming into the US, but the US is a major market, right? Um, The US is where you want to go and you've got all the states that are legalized, but federally, it's still a mess. Um, But if there's federal legislation, states can just sort of, you know, quiet down. They've got to accept it. Um of course not it's, always, it's, but something to I think it's very interesting for the it, growth. It does feel
1: like it's the market's maturing. Mm, definitely. So I think we said I said this before, it's always been a bit memey to me. We're using uh, we're throwing that word I around know. a little bit. Yeah. So you had a lot of cult following, you had a lot of yeah. people getting on board because of cannabis. You yeah, it
0: was speculating it hugely. Yeah, people didn't know what they were buying, yeah, they exactly. weren't
1: doing the research, so they were just buying it because, you know, they've got a Robin Hood account and they want to buy some yeah. stocks, so they go and buy cannabis <laughs> stocks. But you know, this, there has been signs for a while, too, that it's maturing, um, yeah. not only in the US, but other markets as well. So um, I, I'm not read up on the Act, the MORE Act,
0: but, yeah. you know, if that, if that comes through in 2022, like you've said. Um, oh, I think yeah. the MORE Act, so that's decriminalisation. I think that will come in actually quite soon yeah. um, this year, but I would imagine that legalisation... Will take some time. So to be legisl- what what what,
1: what we're betting on is that you get the, <laughs> the legalization in mid twenty twenty two. Yeah,
0: that's sort of what I'm looking at. Yeah. the Bold prediction, and you know, there's there's that isn't just a wild guess. Um, lots of analysts are looking at that number, especially yeah. that are quite close to the sector, um, you know, and have significant investments in the sector as well. So, you know, what I yeah, I definitely think with a the sort of the validity of something like Amazon coming in and saying this, I think other companies will follow suit yep. um, and come in backing of it, and you know, especially in the healthcare sector. Um, yeah, I think it's a, definitely a place to have a look at for some, uh, I guess, value of growth uh, or what is it, growth at realistic numbers. Yep. Definitely got to have a look at the uh, the cannabis sector, but that's enough pot talk. Uh, Let's get on to uh, your bold prediction then. And you've got a bit of a a broader one, but I actually quite like this. And we've sort of discussed this. So enlighten me what's going on.
1: Yeah. So my bold prediction this week is, look, there's been some consensus around, oh, probably since the start of the year that Mm. the S&P 500 in the US was going to finish the year flat, Mm. if not in the negative. And that was driven by the assumption that, you know, we had this big, huge build up at the end of 2020, Mm. you know, the market was recovering. And analysts thought the stimulus was going to get backed off this year. And then you're going to see that sort of equaling out from the massive growth we had last year. I think that's bullshit now. Um, I'm totally not on with that. Um, I think the Fed's comments this week just reassured how much money they're going to keep pumping in yeah. to this system. Um, you know, bond buying. Um, they want full unemployment before they're going to turn any tap off. Yeah. So what does that mean? We're going to continue to have this easy money into the system. Mm. Um, Bonds are going to remain relatively, you know, flat and equities are going to be the go-to still for Mm. this year as well, even into 2022. So my projection is that uh, growth stocks are going to stay growing Mm. this year Um, and I'm I'm tipping that the S&P 500 is going to have another good year of gains.
0: Yeah, well, look, it's really interesting that you sort of say that. I mean, the S&P, we're looking at, you know, double-digit growth, I think around about fifteen percent, if you're looking at uh, from twenty. Sorry, sorry, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, yep. uh, which is again quite good after the COVID slump. Um, you know, and then but you, yeah, it's ridiculous to think that over the COVID slump is still up. Yeah, quite substantially. Um, you know, in the, in the teens. Uh, you know, so I think. Um, Essentially, you what you're looking at, yeah. Look, I, I definitely think you're right. I mean, you look at the the vaccine the vaccine rates in the US as well. Yeah, they're phenomenal. You know, they're over half of the population now is fully vaccinated or yep. at least have one dose, and it's just um you know insane to think that. I think what well, we've got like four percent of the population. Here. Yeah, it's something I haven't looked at the numbers in Australia. I haven't been bothered <laughs> to. Um, but yeah, the US is substantial. I think there is a lot of growth there, and they still haven't had that easing. Um, and it doesn't look like they're going to rush to do that. So you know oh, yeah, I think I, uh, I
1: don't think there's gonna be any easing and I think the
0: thing that you in know we've all been all of twenty twenty one. You don't think no easing at no all? No easing
1: at all. Like wow. you've even seen Biden pushing through the two trillion dollar stimulus package mm. and he's already talking about going back for more already. Mm. So there's gonna be a huge amount of money yeah. floating around that economy. Yeah. And uh, I just think that this continue to grow. Um what so, do you think about
0: the Nasdaq? You said the S and P. What about the Nasdaq? Do you reckon that can maybe oh, well, excel?
1: If S and P is going to excel, Nasdaq's going to. Oh, excel. Oh yeah, exactly. But um, I'm
0: more on the tech stocks. Do you reckon the tech stocks will outperform the broader market, or sort of just yeah, the, I do. Roughly? Okay. Yeah. I think
1: that'll be the go-to stocks because it's such a big waiting now Mm. in the U.S. big tech. Yeah, massively. It's Um, the major waiting. Exactly. And I think, you know, Amazon, I think they're all doing really smart plays. Mm. Um, And strangely enough, on James, all the trade predictors are coming up on U.S. tech stocks. Oh, interesting. We like that. We're seeing seeing the transition now from value back to growth, especially on the James app. Yeah. And I just think that's going to continue. And I think, you know, this last week how we spoke about early, the Fed's come out to reassure the market that, you know, we're sticking to this plan. Mm. And they always say, don't bet against the Fed. Yeah. Oh, and exactly. so d- in these times, you've just got to continue to go with Too them. Too much of
0: a juggernaut. You yeah. just can't beat them. And, uh, yeah, look, we're definitely seeing that. But so, I guess, so to wrap it up, uh, we're looking at cannabis stocks. I am looking at cannabis yep. stocks. Um, and you're looking at a, a, a very good sort of broader performance for decent returns with the S&P. I think, yeah, definitely got to be something that we, uh, we definitely yeah, – well, I agree. It's something that we should have a look at and, and watch as we get to the end of this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, uh, it's a very interesting. You're going to agree, to sort of disagree with what I'm saying. No, I'm with where? you. Oh, you with me? Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. We were a little bit argy bargy. I think
1: you go really last time round. Biden's going to be quite progressive. Oh, absolutely. Over there, he already so has I think, been. I think these things have to be considered. He's not uh, a big
0: fan of marijuana, though. He's not. So he'll decriminalise it. It's the uh, rec- the recreational that's yeah. going to be the test. Yeah. But, look, I think you'll keep the people happy. Um, it's what the popularity... You know, if you did a popular vote, like a referendum, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, they don't do that. I was just, that, but. just thinking what happens,
1: like, <laughs> if he does legalise them for recreational, <laughs> anyone that's in prison for dealing marijuana, they yeah, have to
0: be released That's they? a good point. Yeah, people have discussed that. Yeah. They have discussed that, um, you know... You know and it bodes the question you know what about people that got fired because of it as well um, you know it's a ve- it's a bit of a basket case legally yeah. speaking um, but there have been calls to um, set free of those in with you know marijuana possession or yeah. stuff like that but it's an interesting space yeah. uh, and we'll be watching I guess the the stock side uh, when we look at uh, some of the the key players um, in the market and yeah definitely something to keep an eye on I think in the next six to 12 months or even longer but uh, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of The Market Crunch. Of course, uh, tomorrow on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, definitely uh, tune in for our Ask James live demonstration where you can get uh, basically a demonstration of the application in a webinar. We did this on Facebook. And you can also come along and ask any questions. Uh, it's really beneficial. Uh, if you sort of you know, want to learn a bit more about AI investing on the James platform, uh, you can come and speak. Uh, with us and ask some fantastic questions. Um, of course, thank you, Danish, for another week. It's been great to have you on board as our producer. I really appreciate your time. Now, uh, guys, if you want to sort of um, uh, find us, of course, on the main major podcast channels, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, we're there. We'll also be, uh, of course, uploading our sort um, of our, pod, our podcast online uh, but again find us there we'll um, we'll wrap it up there but we'll see you next week and I really appreciate your time again take care take care bye bye